We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to Light Years Radio on the Spotify Green Room app. Andy Lou, we are doing post game for Summer League right now. The Golden State Warriors lost in overtime to the Orlando Magic. I'm pretty sure no one cares about the result in Summer League. We're just excited to see the prospects and see what they can do. Uh, Andy and I, by the way, will be in Vegas on the latter half of the week. We will be broadcasting live from Summer League, but for this game, we're, we're safe in the Bay Area. We're not there yet. <laughs> we're safe in the Bay Area. That was, uh, that was a fun game, Sam. By the way, no other podcast out there that will give you Summer League post game like, like Light Years Radio. So I am proud of us <laughs> for doing this. That was one of the uh, – it, it wasn't a great start, Sam, but ended up being a very, very fun game to watch, especially on a Monday night. I mean, can't ask for more. There's nothing else on TV nowadays. This is great. So, so when I watch summer league games, I you know I, I don't care about who wins and loses I hope because not. I it hope doesn't not. matter. Um, I'm I'm more like watching for the players I think will be on the roster next year and kind of what I'm seeing. Obviously, two lottery picks that the Warriors have. Uh, we're hopeful they'll be good players and everything. So it's like that's why I'm watching. So I want to I want to start there. Okay, uh, Jonathan Kuminga. I thought there were some really good things from him tonight. I, I'm He built upon that California Classic game, and my first take from him is like, dude, I feel like Corey McGetty might be the last player the Warriors had who took it to the rim with physicality the way he does. I cannot think of another person because that's just not really a Warriors player trait. Right, like it's nah, like, not the last that, decade. Yeah, but, but but like who who in the NBA is kind of like that? That's the crazy part because you yeah, look at James Harden and he draws a bunch of fouls and and Luka Doncic, but those guys are they don't draw fouls like that. They draw fouls a different way. This guy drew fouls like Russell Westbrook, like he drew fouls like Kawhi Leonard and like you're saying, Corey McGinnis. Not saying he those he's those guys, but he's drawing fouls. I hope, I hope he's not Corey McGinnis. <laughs> there's a big difference between Kawhi Russ. And then Corey McGetty. But, <laughs> but uh, that, that's what it feels like. I mean, that, that's really what I wanted to bring up first, too, is uh, dude's relentless. It's relentless. Yeah. I mean, 
so I'm watching it and we can go through where he's at and what we're seeing right now. And it is ultimately one summer league game. But like the first thing that stands out to you is like he's he's got an adult frame. He's probably going to get stronger, but he's like, I don't know how much he weighs, maybe 230, something like that. Like he is strong and he's got more shake than you would expect. So mm. he can get his body into guys, finish over them like the, the most exciting thing about him is like he's not afraid of contact at all. And uh, anything that, you know, he's lacking in terms of finishing or stuff seems more like an experience thing. Like he's got decent touch. He definitely looks like a player who can, you know, be like in the high end in terms of free throw attempts in a few years. So that's kind of exciting because that's like that's been a major warrior blind spot over these years. Like, you know, obviously the shooting gets all the praise and and the off-ball activity and all that stuff. But it's like they haven't really had anyone who can, quote-unquote, put it down and get to the cup. Yeah, I mean, the handle is – is I mean, I hesitate to say special. It's been two games. But the handle is awesome. Uh, two two in-and-out left-hand dribbles. I mean, who on the Warriors can do two in-and-out with their right hands? I mean, there's uh, – No no one over 6'4", that's for sure. <laughs> there's that. So, yeah, I was going to say, I will say they, they have guards who can do it. They haven't had a forward who can do it. Well, okay, Jordan Poole. Katie, but like course, doing but it, but like doing it in the left hand, offhand, and then getting to the hole. So fuck, actually functionally doing it and getting to the rack. Right? We're not talking about doing it and then settling for a step back eighteen footer. Like this is this is Shout a guy that Wiggins. Uh, yeah, <laughs> is he like to me? It looks like now there are parts of his game that makes me feel like he is eighteen, nineteen. But there are other parts of, of his game where I'm like, dude's like twenty four. Uh, because there are a couple possessions where he goes by a guy, then pushes him off with his shoulder or offhand, classic LeBron style, and then finishes pretty steadily to where you're like, damn, that balance is – that's a guy that, like you said, that's a guy with a balance that's been in the NBA for three years because you don't see that often with young kids coming into the league. So uh, that stuff is crazy. That that stuff is – that got me thinking of Kawhi Leonard at the high, high end, obviously, because I'm an, I'm an optimistic dude nowadays. Sam. I'm, I'm keeping, keeping optimistic. But when you see stuff like that, People can't light years, light years are home for erudite takes. That's right. Um, no, no. I mean, look, man. I, I'm I'm not someone who's going to kill a teenager or anything like that. I, I everything I've seen from him, it's like it, it may take him time, but like he has the tools to be one of those high end wings who championship contenders are built around long term. Who knows? Who knows if he gets there? But he's a very exciting prospect because. Let me put it this way. With a lot of prospects, you're like, all right, he's probably never going to be able to do that, but he could be really good at X and Y. Like, um, you know, I don't want to make this about Wiseman, but it's like, okay, I, I can't really see Wiseman ever becoming a passer. I could see him becoming great at everything else, but not like a passer, right? Um, but with Kuminga at this point, it, he has demonstrated a level of feel that he could potentially do a little bit of everything. Now, you know, his game's going to evolve and that take will change over time. But I think that's what's the most exciting. Like there's some awareness, there's some passing there. There's obviously the balance, the physicality, stuff to attack the rim. There's defensive upside. Some of those steals he had tonight were nice. He also had and some blocks. plays. And yes, blocks. He, al- weak side yeah. Yeah. he also had plays where it was like, oh man, he has no clue where to rotate. Sure. And then um, he, he just looks like one of those wings who has a chance to be a long-term um, two-way player. And it's going to take time. Yeah, the shot, the other thing. Look, I always say this. 
not a shot guy. What I'm really good at watching is defense and passing and position. Like that, that's my forte. Not a shot guy, but it doesn't look that bad, Sam. Like uh, that thing doesn't look broke. Like it doesn't look like Jacob Evans coming into the NBA. It doesn't look like Markel Fultz coming into the NBA. Where you're like, yeah, those guys. Like, yeah, he's not gonna be able to shoot, right? Like it doesn't look that bad. It makes me feel like. He could actually end up being a decent shooter. And really what's most important is, is he going to be able to make free throws? Uh, you, you don't want to be a horrific free throw shooter. But if he ends up being a mid-70s free throw shooter, I mean, with the amount of free throws that he's going to take in the NBA, that's going to be crucial. Right. And it, it's very clear he wants to be a guy who gets downhill into the rim. So inevitably, eventually he's going to be have to be able to hit some shots just to keep <laughs> defenses honest. Yeah. Um, I'm with you. The shot doesn't look broken or anything, but uh, there's work to be done there. If he, yeah, I can easily see him getting in the NBA and being like a 20% three-point shooter for the first month and, you know, things kind of going sideways that way. That's just that's how it like goes. Oubre. Just like yeah. Oubre. <laughs> um, and, and the last thing I want to say on Kuminga is, I mean, the overall competitiveness is is nice. It's, oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. It, it, it makes you feel like you got a guy you can um, – you can invest in because he, he definitely looks like he wants to compete the whole way through. I, I like that he was matching Jalen Suggs energy there. You know, now Jalen Suggs more polished in terms of quote unquote, making the winning plays and you know, all, all the stuff you like, but, um, <laughs> but I, I did think he was matching the energy and, and everything on that level. Uh, Kaminga has the type of competitiveness where I, I almost, I wish, all players but again it's like if all players had it then it wouldn't be special if he had it right, right. But it does seem really cool that he has that like like you always say and everybody around him has always said like someone like andrew wiggins who's been a pretty good warrior but like he lacks that kind of fire draymond green has that fire steph and clay both have that fire and not everybody has it that's why steph clay and draymond are all stars that's why they're all awesome Jonathan kaminga another guy that we feel like yeah he might have that he may have that um are we ready to talk about sam though my my guy <laughs> Let's talk about your guy. Uh, is this guy looks like he's ready to play twenty two minutes right now on the big league squad? I mean, he is. He might be the uh, like it, he she shouts the Warriors world tweeted that he was smarter, had higher IQ than the two guys that just left in baseball and Ubre. I mean, is that even? I mean, the bar is low. But we I mean, talking Justin? We talking Justin and Jessa? No. <laughs> um, yeah, no, no, you're right. I mean, Moses Moody, he looks very comfortable moving off ball and playing off of players in a way that you don't see teenagers do it. Like usually that's something that comes with the 27 year old, right? That comes with the guy who's been in the league for a while. So I, I thought that was really impressive. Like he, he knows exactly, he knows where to flare out to if someone's dribbling in his direction, he knows where to be on defense. Um, he has a chance to be a rotation player earlier than you would. Wild, wild. And the, the, the thing that I, I almost had like, um, like a like a trigger reaction, but like of the good kind when he made the extra pass a couple times, one time in transition, and then another time uh, passing to an open shooter. Where I was just like, oh, oh, that's that's what Steve Kerr is gonna love. That's what the Warriors love to do. That's what every team loves to do. But if you want to play with Steph, that's what you need to figure out. Uh, Moody doesn't need to figure that out because apparently he already knows how to do that. <laughs> he already knows how to do that, and and it's a second game in the nba i guess like preseason game and he already knows how to do that so just watching that i'm just like and he can shoot right um and he's always in the right place uh especially defensively and it's just i mean he needs to get a lot stronger that's the only kind of downside i have but like that's another thing where it's like he's just a young dude like well, of course you're gonna have to get a lot stronger but he does get thrown around a little bit uh but the the, um, the only i i don't want to 
I don't want to be a negative guy, but the only negative thing I have to say is the lack of athleticism um, yeah. is on display here. And I do wonder if he's going to get uh, he's going to get the, the shock when he gets to the NBA. Like he strikes me as a guy who's going to eventually figure it out because he's long and he's got enough size and everything. But like, I do wonder if he gets the NBA, if that uh, when everyone's playing a little faster, if that doesn't catch up to him. Yeah, that that is. I mean, it, the the guys that play slow in the NBA and excel are pretty much stars, right? Like they're superstars. Sure. So you're kind of sitting there, like he's not probably not going to be that guy. So can he figure out how to do that? But even player? even right. if you think right. even if you think of someone like Danny Green, who's not um, not fast, um, most of those guys it takes them a couple of years to to figure out how to use what they have against guys who are better athletes. So oh. Oh. I wonder I wonder if it's going to take him, you know. A little time and it is what it is that's the thing with teenagers it takes some time we we like Wiseman we like Kuminga we like Moody around here that's never been the criticism when, when we're talking about like you know the roster or anything so yeah, James Wiseman I guess another thing we'll get off these guys when we get to some callers quick callers today but uh James Wiseman would have a hell of a time in summer league right now I mean first off he'd be the biggest dude on the floor by about six inches I mean, just the guy would be just so, so much bigger and longer than any of these guys on the floor across any of these games. And it's not like he can't move. I mean, it, it is, it just sucks. And I think I've said this on three straight podcasts and I'll say it again. It sucks that he's losing developmental time, especially in an environment like this. Where you are you, are you sure you he would, are you sure he'd be good in summer league? Because I watched Evan Mobley not get the ball passed to him. And I watched <laughs> Gary Payton Jr. not look like an NBA player for most of the night with his, um, I don't know, man. It's it's a guards league. Let's just say you can tell which guards are gunning for contracts with by the lack of passes they make. Wiseman thinks he's a guard. <laughs> that's true. That's true. But I mean, I mean, it's just I, I feel know, bad know. for any big in summer league because you like watch this stuff and it's like unless you're taking it coast to coast, some some six one guard is ready to to show off what he can do to NBA GMs more than he is to try to thread the needle to you in the post. How guys not passing it to Wiseman? You don't think? You don't think? <laughs> You think he's passing? Uh, you know, maybe, maybe not. I don't, I don't know. It's, it's hard to say, my friend. Um, uh, do you want to talk on Jalen Suggs or do you want to get to callers real quick? Oh, yeah. Let me get started because I think I love Jalen Suggs more than Jalen Suggs himself. Uh, that end of the game, to me, had all types of Draymond fuse to it. He may not be a super, superstar one day. That's what everyone says. But if you want a guy that's going to make winning basketball plays, for example, like pulling the chair on Kaminga, contesting the rim against Moody on a two-on-one situation, making big threes down the stretch when he may not be a great three-point shooter yet. Like, just making those type of plays where, yeah, he's going he's gonna to win real postseason games, and I can say that for sure. Kaminga has a better ceiling, but I can't tell you for sure that he's going to make winning postseason plays. And Jalen Suggs, I just, it just got all types of Draymond feels to me. So I love the guy. I mean, I love the guy going into the draft, and I wish the Warriors had him, but special, special I was gonna say he reminds me of Drew Holiday. Winning another another winning basketball player, even though it was fun to make fun of Drew Holiday uh for a little while there in the postseason. But when it came down to it, he did make winning plays defensively. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over three hundred and fifty million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Let's, uh, let's get to some callers. Sorry, guys. I'm not dinner. Hey, Yo, McWalters. McWalters. Yeah, everyone's got to eat, man. Feed yourself. It's all good. We got you covered. Hey, man. <laughs> Gary Payton no. Jr. wasn't letting guys eat today, so you know I gotta get my. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. Hey, man. I I thought this was great. You know, you saw some strength from Kaminga fighting through things. Eh, free throws could be a little better. Moody sure. got hot for a little bit. That was good to see. They were both plus fifteen and plus sixteen and plus minus in this game. Suggs was like minus twenty four or some ridiculous number he had, even though they won. Um, you know, so like some really just complete ass. You know, sometimes you know it's just totally random and what they're doing, trying to find guys. I we, love what we Kyle have a summer did. league plus minus call right now. I love <laughs> unreal. unreal. Hey man, you have to look for something good, right? Um, <laughs> but like you know, I like what Kyle guys did. They interviewed Kyle guy at halftime. It was ridiculous. Like, I'm pissed I'm on the bench. I'm like, man, you're barely in the NBA. <laughs> that being said, I'd much rather have someone who gave a shit at the end of my bench than, like, Nico Manning floating like he's, like, a lost deer in the wild out there. So um, I'm, I'm thinking we just cut the Nico project. We'll let Peyton Guy fight out for it. But uh, overall, yeah, this looks great. Jessup, yeah, he can go back to the M- MBDL. I don't even see any more <laughs> Jessup. He's got another year on that contract over there. Bury him overseas. Maybe next year. We'll see you again next year. Good call. Good Big call. Walters. Hey. Appreciate it as always. Little, little thing about the Kyle Guy stuff. It's so important in the league just to be able to make a three be consistent doing it, right? Like Nico Mannion is a guy that I think he has all types of potential doing everything, but he's not really that good of a shooter. And it's, it's limiting. It's limiting. But Kyle Guy, the guy chucks and he can shoot. And you're like, well, the – it wouldn't mind Kyle Guy at the end of the roster. Like it wouldn't mind it just because he's able to shoot. Yeah, I mean shooters. Shooters are always helpful. That's true. And he is like six feet tall. So yeah, well, what was that? Maybe I could. Ryan, Ryan, what's up, man? I've seen you shoot. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was watching that game, and I just want to say, Kuminga, the NBA athleticism is already there. First of all, you just see him bullying guys, and he obviously is just a better athlete than any of these guys at this level. I'm interested to see how that holds up in an NBA game. And it's also interesting that he closed at the five. Also, when we're talking trades, I just want to say Ben Simmons, I know a lot of the fans hate him, but he does a lot of the stuff that this team needs. Secondary playmaking, point of attack defense, rebounding, rim pressure. It all depends on if you could get him mentally right. But if he's mentally right, he's the perfect bridge player for you to trade one of these guys and get him back. And he's going to be 28-29 when the other kids are 23-24. I'm all in. I'm all in on the Warriors. I like it. Warriors. Yeah, I'm all in I on like the, it. the Warriors. And Here, I do... Here's one point. Yeah, actually, go ahead, Tim. No, no, go for it. I'm sorry, my friend. No, I was, I was going to say just one, one thing on Ben. Um, if the Warriors, you think that they rehabilitated Andrew Wiggins, 
there's no reason to think that they can't do the same thing with a guy that has twice the potential. That's just the one thing I have to say about the bend of the warrior stuff. Yeah, I, I do get the trepidation, but it's like it, it is you that is a great point. Everyone forgets like when they traded for Wiggins, it was a mocked move because it was like Wiggins, <laughs> worst player in the league. And like lo and behold, Wiggins can do some things. He can really help you, you know? Uh, so Ben Simmons more talented than Wiggins. Let's see what he could do in this situation. I just I think it would help the Warriors. It would make more sense in the context of Steph and the core guys. Um, it just comes down to cost. No one's saying he's worth trading the farm for or anything like that. But like, if you can get him for maybe one of your prospects, it's probably worth it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Juwan in the chat goes, Wiggins' problem wasn't mentality issues, though. Well, um I would say it is. He just didn't like you. You can't have high profile meltdowns if you're 20 and 40 midway through the season. You know, like Ben Simmons gets his team to the playoffs and then had meltdowns there. Ben Simmons, the meltdowns were happening December 3rd when he already gave up. You know, that's that's my thing there. It's like, you know, Ben Simmons or sorry, I was going to say Wiggins quit on the Wolves many times before he got to the Warriors. It's just it didn't happen on national TV in the playoffs. It happened on regional TV against Orlando in January, you know? <laughs> you were watching it. Not I. Not I, I. I mean, I mean, I need to question why I was, but yes, you are <laughs> correct. <laughs> All right, you want to keep moving? Yeah, keep it, uh, yeah. Keep it moving. So, Mikas? Mike hey, Mikas. Uh, not much. After listening to your pod from... Uh, I think the two that you posted today, I think I've almost come around on the Simmons idea begrudgingly. I've definitely said, but I think I, I don't hate the idea. I still would prefer Beal, of course, but I mentioned that on Twitter and I'm curious what your guys' answers are to both of them. Say we can get Simmons and we only have to give up one prospect of the three. Who are you dealing? And say we can get Simmons, but we have to give up two. Who's the one you're saving right now, today, after the second uh, Jonathan Kaminga and Moses Moody Summer League game? Curious your guys' ah, thoughts. Oh, no. Mikas, you're, you're going to get us in trouble. So first off, I don't think anyone's considering Moody the same level of prospect as Kaminga and Wiseman. Like, I think Moody's going to be a nice player, but, like, Wiseman and Kaminga have superstar potential. Maybe they get there, maybe they don't, but, like, there's a difference. People think Moody's going to be a nice player. People are wondering if Wiseman or Kuminga will fulfill their potential as franchise cornerstones. So, I, you know, if you say one of the three, it's obviously Moody. If I could trade Moody to get Simmons, I'm very happy. You know, but I don't, I don't think that's getting it done for Philly. So I think the real question comes down right. to right Kuminga or Wiseman, and that just seems like a way to get people mad at me on Twitter. <laughs> and this is going on the uh the regular feed. If um if 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 Wiseman was healthy and in this draft, Sam, where would he go? In in your opinion, where 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 would he go? Um are we assuming he has the same three college game seasons? He's same kind of like exact the, mis- the mystery a little bit of a mystery box. Yeah. Um Probably somewhere between four and eight, somewhere around where Kuminga went. Honestly, yeah, I, I, I don't agree. think he's breaking the top three. I agree, but I don't think you can make a case that like Scotty Barnes or Jalen Suggs would like enamor people more than Wiseman. He'd be in that mix with those guys and Kuminga, and yeah. um, you know, 
it, it'd be a quite like I, I just gun to my head. I I think he would not last past OKC. I think Sam Presti would be like, my guy, give me him. You know, <laughs> I, I agree. I mean, that's I, it's incredible. I, I I think the Warriors would draft him. Like they'd probably just take him at seven. I mean, if 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 Kaminga isn't there, and if I were to pick a guy that's that's between the two. Uh, I'd probably go Kaminga because he's the guy that, to me, looks like he can handle the ball a little bit more. And he can actually make decisions a little bit better. In terms of the shot, they're both about Wiseman can shoot a little better, defensively incredible potential, um, all that stuff. They're young. They're all that stuff. But at the end of the day, I think Kaminga's handle is just a lot better than I thought. And I'm going to bet on that. And, and, off, and honestly, you bet on the wing more often than you bet on the big. Anyway. I was going to say, I'm, I'm always siding wing over big. Um, so that's my easy way around it. I actually, if you were to ask me, I'm willing to bet money Wiseman is more likely to be a winning player. But um, I think Ooh. Kuminga has more star upside. Like, I, Ooh, I feel very confident that Wiseman's going to get to at least the, like, Miles Turner level of, this guy really helps you win games, good defender, fit, you know, like, does all these things that don't show up in the box score but help you win games. At minimum, I feel very confident about that. Um, I still think Kuminga has more superstar upside, but like, there's also a higher chance he never, he never, uh, he never realizes it, and that's that's just my impression based on everything I've seen. Uh, I don't know, man. If I got to keep one, I might go Moody. Just, just give me, just <laughs> Real, give me the guy. Relax, me. Andy. Andy's a dude who's using Andy's a dude who's using his seven iron off the off the tee, <laughs> so he can just get a nice hundred yard shot on the fairway. Just such a weak move. Come on, take a swing. Take a real swing, my man. By the way, it's exactly what I do. It's exactly <laughs> what I do. I, I, you, we never play nine or 18 together. We've hit the range together, but it's exactly what I do. <laughs> so predictable. Just trying, to, just trying to hit the fairway and get to a two-putt. That's your move, right? You're just trying to move. You're trying to win the aggregate. You're not, you're not trying to show off on the driving range. It's just, if I can just, go straight. 130 to 150, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy. You can go just, pitching wedge the rest of the way. Just disgusting stuff. Take take a swing, my friend. Take a swing. Take a, take a lap. Oh, man. All right, keep moving. Ryan, what's up, man? What's up, guys? Uh, my question is, how much higher do you guys think Kamingo would have gone this draft if scouts knew about his feel? If this feel is real, obviously, in the summer league game. Like, I get through some passes to, like, the third row. But he's making the passes. So how much higher do you think he would have went if Scott's knew about his feel? Oh, I guess I'll take it, Sam. Um, the... uh, I was, I was going to say, sorry, I, I didn't realize I was all on moot. Do you mind, <laughs> yeah, go, do you mind go if ahead. I take it? I was yeah, going to yeah. say Scouts knew about it because he was doing this in the G League bubble. I think why he fell was he couldn't hit an outside shot for half of the bubble. And that made people question, you know, I mean – we think his shot's going to come around, but like if it doesn't, that's a big deal, right? Like that's yeah. a big deal. So yeah. I, but I do think they knew the feel was there. Well, you pointed this out, and I can't believe you talked about it. So I'm going to steal it to you, and I'm going to lob it back to you. But a lot of the people, you know, the stuff that you hear about Kaminga was also the stuff about the work ethic, which I don't know how you ever judge someone's work ethic when you're just scouting him for a year or so. Um, you really got to know a guy to know their work ethic. But from what we've seen so far about Kaminga, and the way that he plays, does it feel like to you that he has low work ethic? Like just the way he plays basketball. Uh, and then if, if that's the case, you kind of bet on the guy to have a to, to, to get a better jump shot. So I that's the other thing I, I didn't understand when I just saw him play. 
where I'm just like, I don't know, like Russell Westbrook doesn't have bad work ethic. He might not really know what to work on, but he doesn't have bad work ethic. And that's where the player development coaches come in. I don't know if that's a reason why he dropped Sam, but like that to me felt a little like bullshit. Yeah, I mean, it, the reality is there's real question marks about his jump shot. Like he shot 38% in the bottle, bubble. He shot 24% from three-point range. That was, that's a real question. I think it'll come around. Secondarily, the the work ethic stuff. I mean, you hear it. It's it's in like context of other guys. You hear, you just hear like I was like, oh, Scotty Barnes is like the oh. perfect kid, like that sort of stuff, right? So I don't know how much that stuff factors in, but like, yeah, to me, he looks he looks a good prospect. He doesn't look like there's any questions about any sort of that stuff. So we'll see how nope. it plays out. Nope. Let's keep moving. Antonio, what's up, my man? Hey, what's up, y'all? I want to thank y'all real quick for coming out with so many episodes for me to listen to. It cheers me up, especially after that Ramon suspension. We're not going to talk oh, about God. that. Yeah, we're not talking about um, that. But uh, I was just going to talk real quick about um, Kuminga and Moody. I think their passing ability is being slept on a little with, I mean, Kuminga, some of the times, it, obviously, like we said, he, he, like, he misses his target, but he's seeing it there. And then I was real impressed with that one fast break when Moody, Moody found Kuminga when he just waited up. Like, it was the benefit of him kind of moving slower. He waited up for him. And then that one pass where he just, like, whipped it, like he did the look away, like, whipped the pass. Like, I think I'm just real excited to see that when he has the shooters around him. And I think his passing's a little un- maybe underrated or he's just showing some good flashes right now. I like that call, Antonio. I do agree with you. The thing that – um excites me about both prospects or one thing that does is like they have legitimate basketball feel. Maybe it'll take them a while to figure out how to use all the tools, but it's like they recognize where people are around them. They make the extra pass to a degree and um, they look like they have the potential to be all around basketball players, which we know the type of offense the Warriors run. They run like a read and react motion-based offense. Everyone has to be able to make at least some decisions and both the guys look like guys who can get there. Yeah, I mean, I think Moody's just, he's so far advanced than Kaminga. I think his his feel for passing is more of in the game flow, where he's going to make the right passes if he's getting defended, or he's going to make the right passes if um, somebody's open in the corner that, you know, people usually don't see. Um, or just kind of those, like, he's the type of guy that makes those passes that Draymond does, or Andre Godala does. Kaminga to feel, feels like to me a type of passer where if he has the ball in his hands enough times, he'll figure out how to pass. But right now, he just kind of needs the ball in his hands all the time. Um, but that's fine. I mean, that's that's why he's considered to be the guy with superstar potential. So um, either way, those two guys, their passing or their ability to kind of figure out figure out just where players are supposed to be a little bit ahead of someone like James Wiseman, which right is the third guy um, in, in this in this in this equation. So uh, yeah, I mean. Exciting. Absolutely. Gavin, oh, what's oh, up, man? Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. What's I'm going not. on? Okay, so I think I heard you guys say earlier on the pod that, you know, last year, Kaminga, I think Kaminga probably would have win number one in the draft. Um, but my question about this year's draft is, does Jonathan Kaminga have the highest upside of any of the top picks? Gavin, love the call. Um, I don't know if he has the highest upside, but he definitely has – elite upside like the thing that makes this draft interesting is i could see i could see Cade, i could see jalen green i could see evan mobley uh i could see a bunch of these guys 
being superstars. They all have a lot of upside. They're they just they're all very toolsy. You know what I mean, Andy? Like there's you don't know where it's going to go. You have like this, you have like suspicions, but they're all like guys with a lot of tools that their development can take them many different directions. I mean, just, I mean, you look at the top three guys that were drafted. I mean, those guys, I think you would think has more upside than, than Kaminga, but Kaminga's right there at four. I mean, he's right there for, he might even like there, there's, there's, and there's no reason to think that he can't be the best player in the draft. It's just that Kate Cunningham can shoot. Jalen Green looks like he can score 20 points just getting getting off the couch and he's freaking 19 years old or whatever he is. And then Evan Mobley, I haven't seen him as much as I can't really. He's like Chris Bosh 2.0. <laughs> it's just just ridiculous talent. I, I think it's more it speaks more to just the ridiculous talent that's coming in. It really was what's really what that's about. Just ridiculous talent the NBA's getting. Just yeah, better there's just there's so many kids who have just ridiculous upside. And it, it's interesting because they're coming in with skill sets that are We've um, never more interesting. Yeah, we've yeah. never seen the skill sets that these guys come in with, and that's. I mean, I don't know. You watch the Olympics, and every time we watch the Olympics, world records are broken. I mean, that's how humans work. They keep getting better. I mean, and at least the, the top one percent. You mean you mean the they just keep getting better. You mean not, the not guys me, who pl- like me. You mean guys who played in '74 are not better than players who played today? <laughs> right. Like that's like that's that's the argument, right? Like it's. I mean, it's not an argument. It's facts. Yeah, you're right. That's. Well, the NBA is always interesting because they always say the older guys are better. But anyway, next next call up, Omar. What's up, man? Hey, what's up, guys? Um, I was pretty encouraged by you know I was initially before the draft like any give me anybody but Kaminga, but I've been pretty encouraged by what I've been seeing thus far. Like beyond the you know feel and the athleticism that I kind of underestimated, like you know all the passing vision and stuff that you guys mentioned has definitely ranked true. That said, I'm not trying to, you know, throw water on the party a little bit here, but I do not believe that guy is going to be a good shooter. That shit looks broke. Like, it looks bad. <laughs> like, he doesn't even have any conviction or any confidence oh. when he, like, shoots at himself. It's just like, it like, it's like a prayer every time. And as much as I've been encouraged watching him, I'm, like, really trying to, you know, I'm struggling to see him as an actual wing in the NBA. He looks more like, you know, uh, just a modern four, like, hey, we have Pascal Siakam at home type of guy. And so as much as I love him, um, uh, yeah, I am I have some questions. And it's it just feels weird where, like, we don't have that one blue chip prospect. So th- those are just my thoughts. It's a good call, Omar. I, I do – I'm not willing to write off the shot yet because I don't think it's actually broken. Um, could get a little more dip on it, to be honest. But uh, <laughs> I do think that there's some work to be done. But I'm not not ready to write it off. But, like, it is going to be a thing for him if a year in he's still shooting, like, 26% from three and people aren't guarding him at all. So it, it mean, is – I think to me, like like all things, him being a respectable shooter is going to be what makes him a superstar because – he clearly knows how to attack the cup. He clearly has some feel at some other stuff, and I think it'll all come around. I just want the shot to come around a little. I mean, this is why they're paying ja- Jama Malalela and Kenny Atkinson to come on over, like figure it out. You know, what I mean, like this is why Joe Lacob got those guys and Mihailovic. I say that right, Sam. Like this is why they got those three guys, right? Like th- those three highly regarded player development coaches or just highly regarded coaches, and then being they're just not teaching. Kaminga how to pass or how to play or whatever. It's like, fix a shot, right? Fix a shot. And hey, he's not Steph Curry, but 
He can get there. <laughs> he will not, not ever not be Steph, Steph Curry. Sorry, but yeah. He can get to be a shoot a, a respectable shooter. Sorry. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, no, like, I, what did I just say? What did I just say? I, I yeah. know what you're. I know what you're saying. Um, yeah, it's. It, I mean, it's going to be a work in progress. I'm excited to see what the Warriors do with it. The one thing I do like is I don't. I like the confidence with it. I hope that doesn't waver because we've seen a lot of players with the Warriors start missing shots and then just get afraid to shoot the ball. Oh, and yeah. that's the last thing we want. You know, you can't ruin, especially when you're 19 years old. You can't ruin a teenager's confidence. I mean, that's that's his career. I mean, you're you're talking about guys like Wiseman and Kaminga. I mean, their NBA career kind of rests on the fact that could these guys shoot. 35% from the three-point line. Like, that's kind of – their career relies on that. More so for Kaminga than Wiseman, but, like, you get the point. I agree with you, my friend. Agree. All right, let's get a couple more calls and call it a day. Gary, what's up, what's up, uh, uh, Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Yeah, we can. Yes, sir. All right, I got two questions. One, Andy, it's going to break your brain. I'll go ahead and say it first. Is uh, Kyle Shanahan going to call the fight and start uh, Trey Lance week one? And, <laughs> call uh, the fight. And oh. – uh, <laughs> and question two, if the package is the same, let's say it's uh, Wiggins, one of the young players in the future pick for, uh, for this, in this hypothetical, who would you prefer between uh, Siakam and Simmons? Ooh. Ooh, that is an interesting question. Um, Andy? Bold prediction. Trey Lance is starting week one. I just, there's too much. He's too good. And you don't really wait around. And they're, they're, doing, they're playing the game. They're, they're doing the whole thing where it's like, well, we really don't want to tank Jimmy G's value in case some guy went, in case Indiana figures out that Carson Wentz is washed and hurt. We got to get a real quarterback indoor. Or like stuff like that. So I think he starts week one. He's going to look awesome in the preseason, Sam. This, this guy is going to be Patrick Mahomes 2.0. I'm all in. All right. You take the second question. What was the second? Oh, Banner Siakam. I'm asking you, buddy. Who would you rather have? <laughs> Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons. Um, I think Ben Simmons has more upside. Pascal Siakam has had injury with him a little bit. We don't know. Like the the, the thing is, I just don't think Ben. Uh, wow, Ben Simmons. I'm messing up the names. I just don't think Pascal Siakam has the type of playmaking that Ben Simmons has. Or no, he doesn't. Defensive or the defensive upside. And look, Pascal Siakam shot threes well a couple of years ago, but we kind of don't know whether that that's the case anymore, right? And he is a little bit injured right now as well, too. So. I'm taking Ben just because I think there's a lot more upside there. What is he, like 25, 26, whereas Siakam is, I think, just about there with Pascal. Give me so Siakam, Siakam's two full years older. He might even be close to three. So that's something that's something to consider. Um, I guess my concern with, with with Siakam is mostly about the injury. So all things considered, I'm going to go Ben Simmons also just because he doesn't have the injury risk that Siakam does right now. Wow, just it does bailout. You hedged. I mean, honestly, I view them pretty similarly. Like Siakam's a better scorer. There's less mental issues with him, but at the same time, Simmons passing and defense is pretty special. And it's like, you know, you know, like if you're talking about which one has elite skill, an elite skill, like Ben Simmons has two elite skills. Siakam's like a B plus at everything. You know so, what I'm saying? I, I tell you what. I tell you what, Joe Lakers making that trade for uh, he's trading Wiseman for Simmons. He ain't trading Wiseman for Pascal. Tell you what, so interesting. interesting. I'm just guessing. I'm just guessing. I don't know. I'm just guessing. If I were the, the way the Lakers likes Wiseman, I think he wants a st- superstar, and he probably thinks Ben is. Yeah, 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 I could see that. All right, Mo, what's up, man? Yeah, um, 
thanks thank you guys for having me on uh i just think that warriors fans are really high on uh jordan Poole. i'm not trying to be a hater or nothing but he's been in the nba for two years and he's only been good for half a year and um they're already expecting him to be the next cj mccollum so i'm just i'm just trying to temper expectations so um if there if there's like rumors of him being involved in Ben Simmons, Pascal Siakam trades, why is there, you know what I'm saying, hesitation to involve him? You know? So that's that's why I'm asking. I hear you, Mo. Um it's a fair point. Uh I think I think the big uh, thing for the Warriors is they don't want to sell the farm for one player unless it's like Giannis. Uh, because like if they if they sell everything they have for one player, they're gonna have no bench. They're gonna have nothing. Like you want you want Ben Simmons so he can play with Jordan Poole. Not like you bring Ben Simmons here, and then again you're like mining the veteran minimum market, hoping to find a Damian Lee. I I also don't think teams view Jordan Poole in the same stratosphere as Wiseman and Kaminga. I mean, you could argue whether they're gonna be better players three years or not, but I'm. I'm pretty sure teams aren't looking at Jordan Poole and saying, yeah, we'd rather have him than one of these guys, or that they think that Jordan Poole is this elite prospect. I just I just don't think that that's the case. Um, I, so. I, I kind of agree with you, because I think other teams would rather have a future first than Jordan Poole. I Meanwhile, agree. the Warriors would rather have Jordan Poole than future first, because they know Jordan Poole can play in their system, and they're hoping that future first, which they're hoping for, is like 25th or something. Yeah can hopefully be as good as Jordan Poole. So, you know, it, it makes sense. It makes all sense in the world there. All right, let's, we're going to call it early tonight. Um, and we appreciate, we appreciate you all. We'll be back after the next game. We're going to see you all in Vegas.